You're listening to Creatively Geeky, the support group for your creative process. Hello, thank you. Oh, there you go. Anyway, <laughs> hello and welcome to the Creatively Geeky Show. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. Tonight, I'm joined by Ray, Chris, and Cyrus. How are y'all doing? Hello. <laughs> this is our catch-up episode, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, we're catching up on the things that we're watching, listening to, thinking about, and maybe working on a little bit. We'll see. Kind of depends on how long the show goes. Um, with that said, let's go ahead and just jump right on in. Would anyone like to talk about... Uh, you know what? We're not even necessarily going to go in order. We're going to go in whatever order you want to go in. So if you want to start off with what you're listening to or what you're watching, whatever, just jump on and in. So would anyone like to go first? Oh, I, I'll do it because it's on the top of my head. All right. What are you... Watching. What are we talking about? Watching. Because oh, I just finished it today. It's this 10-episode uh, series on Netflix called uh, My Life with the Walter Boys. It's very YA. It's based on a book. I can't remember. It didn't look good. Who wrote it. <laughs> anyway. Oh, no. It wasn't, it wasn't good. No, no. So, so you watched. finished it, though. I did because I suddenly got... I needed to know how this ended. At least... <laughs> In. I'm like, okay, well, now I, I'm just, it's just too stupid not to know what happens. Um, it's about this girl. She gets orphaned. All of her family die in a car crash. So she has to go live with her mom's best friend and her family of a million boys. And it's out in the middle of nowhere in Colorado. And she's a girl from the Big Apple. So she's got to like fit in, except two of the boys develop a crush on her. It's, it's a weird love triangle thing happening. Mm -hmm. And anyways, I'm like, this is, this is real. This is plausible. Uh, but now I have to know, I got to know which one she picked. Right. Now I have, now I'm invested in this <laughs> stupid <laughs> teenage show and I got to know. So that's all I'm watching. I just finished it today. So, so did, did they wrap it up or did they leave it open for well, a season? Oh, they left it on a cliffhanger because, but whether Netflix. I don't choose either of you. That's what mm. wound up happening. No, she went back to New York mm. with her uncle. Oh, well, thank God. Oh, okay. Crash. It's um, not that simple. It, well, that's what it is. Like her note was, I'm sorry. And then her initial jank. Oh my God. Anyway. So it was like every, every almost every YA book just distilled down. Oh, yeah. It was super tropey, very Hallmark esque. There was a few swear words thrown in to just remind oh. us of Netflix. Um, that's about it. But I'm like, well, now I got it. This is stupid. But I know, I mean, I kind of know, but I don't want to know. But I know I have mm -hmm. to watch it now. Because there's all those side plots going on, which are equally dumb and predictable. But I still I still needed to know, for sure. Fair enough. So do you yeah. think it'll get a second season? Or are you just like... I don't know, because they canceled crap that I thought was really good. Mm -hmm. And That's then true. renewing stuff. And I'm like, why? And yeah. yeah so they're think... pretty hit or miss. They have like no predictability. What's <laughs> Right, like Wednesday's being filmed now that the strikes are all over, but who knows if that lasts past the second season? And like, well, then is it Netflix or there's a another series that's coming out? They've already got two seasons filmed, but mm -hmm. they're waiting for shit to actually come out. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, it the the streaming situation has just gotten really weird, and it's you know the the collapsing is starting to happen. So. Um, who, uh, Disney is buying out the rest of Hulu. They've actually started making the first payment. And uh, I don't know if you've looked on the, uh, if you've got the Disney Plus app, you know how there used to be five major categories? 
there's now a sixth one that says Hulu. Now they haven't said they're definitely going to like crush the two together, but they're definitely already starting to make that move to kind of figure that stuff out. So um, we kind of already had that up yeah. here with Star. Yes. They okay. Star up here, but yeah. it's Hulu. Okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, down here they're 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 making that move to pull all that stuff in, and you know a lot of people are trying to figure out, well, are they going to leave it as Hulu? Are they going to start picking and pulling stuff out of it and moving it into the rest of the Disney app proper or it's just a weird thing. And cause that was one of the things that was talked about with the, with the strikes was some of these people are trying to make deals for the future and they don't know if they're going to have a job in the next six months. Like, So yeah, it's crazy. And then on top of that, like it, it seems like, and I've heard this from not just uh, Netflix. I've heard this from a lot of the different streaming companies. The reason why you get two seasons of something and that's it is because it's kind of that third seasons when you're, your pay really starts to get a bump and start to go on. So they've gotten really careful about, well, it's just doing okay. We don't really need a third season because they don't want to pay. Yeah. But that sucks because then you're losing on really great, Content. potentially yeah. really great stories yeah. because it just didn't, it didn't do as well as they'd hoped. It's like, right. But a lot of shows take at least a couple seasons to find their footing. And oh yeah. You'll, so. you'll lose viewership. Like that's a, and the, the other thing that pisses me off about the streaming wars right now is it, it, everybody thinks it's infinite growth. Well, we'll just keep getting more and more subscribers. Well, that's how it fucking works. Yeah. Sorry, but it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, so, at this point, you've just got... At this point, and they hopefully they realize that, like, at this point, you've, you've got your pie. Now you yeah. got to figure out how you're going to keep it at this point. Right. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, so, people are reducing. They're pulling back on stuff. And, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It, it they've they've got to figure out how forget growth. Like they've got to mm-hmm. figure out how they're going to keep the people they've got now. Yeah, yeah. But I also wish more and more people would would understand. I think a lot of people are still under that idea that well, once I get it, I have to keep it. No, yeah. no, you don't. <laughs> no, we talked about canceling a couple of them um, a few yeah. times. Well, see, Christy and I even went through our the list of stuff that we have uh, last night, night before, and she's like, what all do we have? And I'm like, well, we've got this and this. And I'm like, we both commonly watch things on those, so we're going to keep those. I'm like, the only reason I've got Max is because I get it free with HBO. I mean, yes. with, uh, with my AT&T account, that's the only reason I have Max. Yeah. Um, but, like, I mean, I did sign up for Peacock, and I forgot to cancel it, so I've got it one more month, but I'm definitely going to go in and cancel it because once we're done with Parks and Rec, there's not really anything there to hold on to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like Christy was saying, like if, if her Yellowstone comes back, then we'll purchase Paramount, uh, Paramount plus again. But as mm-hmm. soon as her Yellowstone's gone, it'll be gone too. Like I, I, I don't get, like, I understand some people, and I think a lot of it's FOMO, the whole, I'm going to miss yeah. something. There's, there's only so many hours in the day. You can't really watch everything. <laughs> so, yeah. But Yeah. But hopefully, hopefully you get a third or a sec, at least a second season. Hopefully, well, I mean, I think my life will go on if I don't. So fair enough. I'll be okay. But I, it was just one of those things where it's like when you read when you read an entertaining book, that does not mean it's good. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. It was, it was not good. <laughs> Chris, I mean, uh, Ray, do you want to go next? Sure, I'm going to go with what I'm listening because okay. Uh, a spoiler for next month. Uh, I'm listening to Demon. 
Okay. Like yeah. real demons or no? Listen to the demons. They tell me what to do. I, it's I, crazy. Yeah, lay in bed in the middle of the night. I don't have to make decisions anymore. <laughs> yeah, I let the algorithm make the decision for me. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, Chris isn't going to like any of it. I've, I've listened to well over half now, and uh, I will not be able to even know. So um, yeah. I will not be partaking in that one. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> and I don't want to spoil anything, spoil anything by any means, but um, I'm still listening. So, okay. So, but you're enjoying it. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to spoil. That's for the next show. But are you? But are you at least like? I'm intrigued. There you go. Okay. As it goes on, it's. Can you tell me at least what's just re- what happened? Because I can I can tell you there's it starts to make some major turns. So, uh, um, the interview just occurred between the two characters and the demon was invoked. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. At this, you are about to get to the part where the grander scheme is about to start coming into play. I figured as much. So, yeah. Um, uh, for anyone uh, who doesn't follow the, the, the book show, the Marginally Geeky, so, um, our upcoming books for January and February, I believe, um, are, uh, two books written by an author, um, Daniel Suarez. He's, he, he writes, he basically takes an idea for, I've all, I've, I've a lot of times kind of considered him a more modern day, uh, Michael Crichton, whereas Crichton took some idea that's not too far off science fiction wise and really explores it in his books. And that's kind of what he does with technology. And so in this book, uh, there's a uh, uh, game. This guy, he he works for, well, worked for a game company, uh, dies. It's Macaulay Culkin, essentially, uh, as like a, like, that's what I, uh, the, the, it'd be Kevin McAllister. That's, that's who I picture Sobel to be. Is Ke- I don't see that. I mean, I get why you're referencing that. But anyway, uh, this game designer dies and releases this demon, uh, D-E-A-M-O-N. So like a computer program that waits in the background waiting for you to give it input. Oh. And then, yeah. And so he releases this demon out onto the internet and it literally kills some people and starts wreaking havoc in different sectors of both the government and in uh, in capitalism. And it gets really in depth. He's only ever written two books that have a sequel. This is one of them. So this book is demon. And then the sequel to it is freedom TM as in trademarked. Um, and they're both, there's some of my favorite books. Uh, Sean really loves them. And so we kind of partnered up and we're like, okay, so for, for January and February, we're going to make these our book picks. And, uh, Ray obviously, and for a smart reason was like, well, let me, let me read them first and see if Chris would be interested. Cause we did warn her. We're like, there's some gory stuff in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not a lot, but there's some gory stuff in there. And I, I didn't want her to be like, no, I can't handle this. And apparently it, it won't be your cup of tea. Um, when you get to the second book and we start talking about the big ideas that really start coming to fruition, like world changing ideas, that's something that I would still like. I'd really like Chris and, and uh, uh, Jen to both be on about it, to talk about some of the topics, because it literally talks about, uh, burning everything to the ground and starting over and like a new world order. And it's fascinating. The time that when he wrote these books and what's actually come into play is he did a good job predicting the future. 
Uh, he's a little, he's a little, there's some of the stuff he's predicted. that's a little further out with, you know, 3d printing and, and CNC machines, but, uh, we're not far off and it's, it's interesting. So, but mm. they're, they're good books. If you, if you like, uh, good science fiction books, go check out some of Daniel Suarez's books. So, uh, Cyrus, would you, uh, would you like to go next? I was remembering stuff that I actually was watching recently. I don't know. All right. I, like, I can't remember everything. My brain. You know what? It's it's expiration dates coming up. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you guys remember The Walking Dead? You remember yes. that show? <laughs> kind of, kind of a popular show we watched quite a bit. Which one? Okay, well, so this is what I want to talk to you about. Um, so they did a couple of spinoff shows over the years, and there's been a couple that were pretty recent. And I had followed. I actually watched the entire Walking Dead the main show i watched every episode i watched you it. did the entire series yeah wow so, so you're that one yeah i stuck <laughs> with it because i was curious oh. i just wanted to know how it was going to end mm -hmm. and uh i mean not to really spoil anything but it really didn't end you know they have these spinoff shows and there's one spinoff show that was with daryl dixon and then there's another spinoff show that was with uh, maggie and negan where they go to new york so i was like you know what I got to see these. I just got to see what happens. So mm -hmm. I paid for the little thing, you know, uh, I waited. I didn't do it right away. I waited until the whole Daryl season was up so I could, you know, pay and just go through and watch every episode of that. Did it the smart way. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched the entire Daryl's uh, show. And then I watched, I started to watch the, uh, the other one. Mm -hmm. and uh the daryl show was actually pretty good it was uh i mean i'm not really spoiling anything to tell you it takes place in france like uh yeah how did he get to france with society broken down it's 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 not that interesting a story how he gets to france he's he's you know how the they, they, they don't have the greatest uh, with the walking dead they don't have the greatest like explanations for things like you're like okay. basically what happened is he got tricked into something they they captured him he got on a boat and he escaped the boat and the, and uh, it was like one of those big ships you know mm -hmm. and uh when he escaped he ended up in the ocean and then they drifted until they landed in france so very and, real yeah it's it's it <laughs> they just really wanted this thing to be in france okay apparently so yeah yeah and i'll tell you this it's cool like it's shot really well and the story's kind of interesting the acting is really good in mm -hmm. the daryl show that all the actors are french like everybody is french mm -hmm. uh they subtitled the hell out of stuff. Daryl can't understand anybody, you know. Uh, it's pretty good. The it looks good. The story's fun. It's kind of derivative of some other stuff, but I enjoyed the Daryl one. I thought it was really fun because they actually shot it in Paris, you know, and they went into oh, the okay. catacombs and shot stuff down there, and uh, it was pretty cool. I liked it. Sweet. I didn't finish the uh, the one with Maggie and and uh, Negan. 
Mm-hmm. I did two episodes. I think I might've started the third one and I, I bailed on that show. <laughs> Just that not shows. interesting. Not shot. Well, not it's terrible. It's like oh. the, <laughs> it's like the worst stuff from a walking dead. Like mm-hmm. it's like boring. They do the same stuff. Like it's so cliche. You're not, the motivations don't make any sense. The characters make stupid decisions. It, it's like just checking off boxes to try to like, oh, we make sure we get enough zombies in, make sure it's, you know, gotta be, and it, it just doesn't, it just lost me immediately. And I was like, you know what? I don't even care how this ends, you know, I'm mm-hmm. done. Yeah. So I didn't finish that one. That was very disappointing, but the Daryl one was good. And I recommend the Daryl show. It was actually pretty fun. Okay. Yeah. I fell off. I fell off shortly after Negan came on board. Um, mm. cause Christy and I were watching it together and she was like, I, I can't do this. This is, this is too brutal. This is, I, I can't yeah. do this. And I was like, no, I get it. I, I, I totally get it. And then I was like, well, I think I may go on. And I still had a, you know, DVR at that time. And I noticed, I was like, wow, there's definitely four or five episodes of this show <laughs> sitting on the DVR that I haven't watched yet. I guess I'm done with it too. So that's just kind of when I fell off as well. So yeah, I'm like, yeah. I, I heard about that one and I was just like, wait, I mean, granted I fell off a long time ago, but I'm like, she watched him beat her. Were they married at the time? Beat her husband yeah. to death in front of her with a bat. And, mm-hmm. and now she's teamed up with him. What is well, happening on this show? Well, I won't. It it doesn't really spoil anything for me to tell you that the 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 show they're in together, where they're in New York now, mm-hmm. like they they're not cool with each other. Like uh, she's traumatized, you know. Like uh, she's still. In fact, I mean that's sort of sort of one of the big plot points of that show is like, you know, the fact that she's never going to get over that. Mm-hmm. and but that part of it i guess you could say is kind of interesting but that's the best part of that show like all the stuff that happens in the show and all the side characters and everything that show's terrible um but i understand why you didn't want to finish it because i think that that's pretty much what killed the show was that episode where they killed i don't know how many how many characters died in that episode uh, but, uh, two the the big the big redheaded guy and yeah. And and her husband, um, Glenn. Um, Glenn, and, uh, yeah, Glenn. What was his name? I know he, uh, Michael. What's his name? Anyway, he's uh, yeah. That was it. Was too much, you know. And then when the thing happened with Carl, you know, it was like people was like, "Man, I don't even want to watch this shit anymore." Because it was like, it was just too much. Yeah. So I, I get that, and I was just so invested, and I was curious. I was like, I'm going to see what happens. So I just watched the whole show, you know? Yeah. And I got to tell you, there was about two, I don't know, three seasons after that. And uh, up until the last season, it wasn't very good. That's what I heard. But the last season, especially the last, I don't know, half of the last season was actually pretty good. Okay. Because they decided to completely changed the style of what they were doing and started making every episode like a horror movie 
And okay, uh, see, that sounds kind of interesting. It was fun. Yeah, the the last part of the last season was really fun because they had a new showrunner. This mm-hmm. lady came in and took over the show, and she made every episode like, you know, like really intense, like a horror movie. You know, the cameras were different, the lighting, the 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 pacing of everything, and you know, and it wasn't super. They they stopped. I don't know. At some point they finally figured out that, you know, you can't, you can't just keep killing all your major characters and shocking people and people were tired of it. You know, it was too much, like you said. Yeah. So they stopped doing that, but, uh, yeah. So I don't know. I guess I'll probably finish that Maggie and Negan show at some point, but I, it was eh. not, not running to finish it right now though. No, I would rather watch the uh, Daryl show again because it was fun. That was a uh, good show. That was it, they shot a lot of it in a in a an old monastery, mm-hmm. and then they're in the catacombs of Paris, and they're shooting on locations in these really cool, like ancient, like you know, places and stuff. And like, uh, and the acting is fantastic because all the actors are like top grade french actors like you can tell these aren't like typical you know walking dead acting this is like let's just be honest i don't know what happens on walking dead but the acting's never been spectacular but uh this was pretty good this was pretty good anyway yeah i like cool yeah, uh, so they're not, they're obviously not driving out to Walmart and being like, hey, we need some more extras. Yeah, they're not going to uh, the backwoods of Georgia and trying to find anybody that knows how to stand in front of a camera. Because that was the first thing I was going to ask you was like, does it clearly look like it was shot in, in, in France or not? And so, okay, that's, fine. yeah, this was definitely in France. Okay, yeah. cool. That's cool. The whole thing's green screen. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> looks like, it looks like Resident Evil. Like it's all, <laughs> the acting i don't know oh. what happened oh my god yeah i I've, i remembered so much stuff with you going through and playing those games i was like wow the acting on this was worse than i thought <laughs> or the dialogue i should say yeah you, i wouldn't call it acting yeah no it's, it's definitely people just reading lines <laughs> we're doing what now it's gonna be a video game okay sure whatever they're literally seeing the words for the first time as they're being recorded. They're, yeah. like, they're like holding up cards. Each has a different word on it. <laughs> You're the master of unlocking things. Yeah, no, oh my God. Yeah. Oh man. Um, <laughs> well, I'll go ahead and move on to what I'm watching. Uh, and I haven't even finished it yet, but I already have to, I already have to give it a, a big thumbs up. So I'm a huge fan of at least the, the movie Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I freaking love that movie. I love, um, I love the directing. I love the writing. There are so many huge actors and actresses in it. It is, it's a phenomenal movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the style. It's just, I I just love that movie. I actually like it better than the original comic book series. I do have the comic book series behind me. Um, just because I felt like it was one of those times that they really kind of condensed the story. Like most of the time, you know, we complained that, Oh, they're trying to take, this huge story in these books and condense it down to this one little bit thing. And, you know, most of the time you have to cut out all the really interesting stuff. They actually did a really good job of condensing it. And then a couple of months ago, um, Netflix says, Hey, we're doing an animated Scott Pilgrim series. And we literally have all of the voice actors back from the movie. 
Oh, so wow. you've literally got every single uh, uh, Brie Larson. Uh, um, okay, now uh, I'm in. Chris Evans, like everyone, everyone is back. All of the original voice cast is back. And it's just like, I was like, this is going to be interesting. And so I was talking to my buddy Travis when we were uh, driving down to a Ghostbusters event. And I was asking, because he's a big fan of the movie as well. And I was like, so are you excited for the cartoon? And he's like, yes and no. He goes, I don't, I don't understand what they're trying to do. Like, we already have the movie. Why are you getting the voice cast back together? Are y'all just going to do an animated version of the movie? Because we've we've already got that. Like it's almost kind of the opposite of what's happening with a lot of anime right now. You know, everyone's like, you know, we've got these awesome animes and they're trying to make a live action version of it, and most of the time it's not turning out too well. Apparently, there's a couple of standouts, but for the most part, it's not. It's kind of more so missing than hit. Um, and I was like, no, I get that. I said I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with it. And and he even mentioned he goes, well, as long as now, granted, he's also he also writes and directs movies and stuff. And he's like, as long as they've got a story to tell, I might be interested. <clears throat> I'm trying to finish this series first before I contact him and go watch it <laughs> because, oh, baby, do they have a story to tell? Yeah. Um, I don't want to give anything away. Do you have any interest in watching it? Oh, yeah. Well, no, yeah. We really, really like the movie. movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, can I spoil just the first episode for you? <laughs> sure. Go you're, ahead. You're anyway. Okay. So oh. the first by the way, I love the animation style. So the mm -hmm. first episode, so spoiler alert if you're if you're listening to this and haven't watched it yet. Spoiler uh so spoiler alert for the first episode. So Scott Pilgrim wakes up, he you know, jams out with his band or whatever. He's having this dream about Ramona Flowers. They go on a date. He invites her to come out and watch, you know, watch him and his group play. They get to the venue. He's worried that, you know, his old girlfriend and his new girlfriend are going to meet and they get up on stage and they start performing. And then Matthew Patel, the first evil ex comes in and challenges him to a fight and they get into a fight and he kills Scott Pilgrim the end. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm three or four episodes in and there's no Scott Pilgrim. We're finding out about all of the other characters. And I'm like, I am loving this because, and it's also a different theory. It's like, I, I don't want to go into it. I'm just, if you enjoyed the movie, yeah, definitely watch. And I, I can't, I can't say that it's going to end well. I, you know, I, I have not gotten that far enough in, but I'm totally loving what I'm getting so far because it's, it's like, how do we have a Scott Pilgrim without Scott Pilgrim? I mean, the only time we see him right now is in flashbacks. I'm sure he's going to pop this, back up some way, somehow. But So this is like a Elseworlds multiverse type? What? I guess so. So, because I was, I, I even said to Travis, I was like, well, maybe they're going to go with a little bit different angle. Like, because I mean, that's kind of what happened, funny enough, with The Walking Dead. Like, he even said, he's like, this is my second bite at the apple. Like, I told my version what I thought The Walking Dead story was going to be. And now I have the TV show to go, well, what if we change things up? What if we did this differently? I also have some new characters to play with. Like Daryl was never in the, you know, the comic books or whatever. And I'm guessing this is Brian Lee O'Malley's version of doing that is going back and going, all right, well, what would happen if maybe Scott lost the first fight? Like, what would that be? And that's kind of what we're getting. And I'm, <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Uh, like I said, whenever I've got time, I'm watching Parks and Rec with Christy. But if it's just me and I've got 20 some on minutes, oh, I'm watching that. I'm like, I've got to get through this. This is this is good. So and it doesn't hurt the fact it's the actual voice cast. It's like it's so crazy to go. Wow, that's really Aubrey Plaza 
doing this. Like she st- dropped everything to reprise this role. That's awesome. That's so, cool. mm. so, but yeah, if you've got Netflix and like I said, you enjoyed the first and you enjoyed Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Uh, this one's even called Scott, Scott Pilgrim takes off. And I'm just like, okay, it's got a different name. So maybe it's not because like the books, the original one was Scott Pilgrim versus, well, I think one book was Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And they just called the entire movie that, covering the entire series yeah. uh so i thought maybe they were just pulling something else but they're they're definitely doing something else with this series and i'm i'm enjoying it um and speaking of which speaking of netflix uh and i, I posted on the back channel I, when you see netflix movies even the the top tier ones they look they look okay they're like yeah that probably wouldn't have done that would have done okay maybe in the movie theater maybe we'll see <laughs> that trailer they dropped for uh uh beverly hills cop Axel F. I'm like, y'all got a got on that one. Like that one clearly could have gone to the movie theater. So I haven't, I haven't watched the trailer for it yet, but I I'm super excited for it. <laughs> so because I I think it's been long enough that and hopefully we're that we're gonna get a legacy sequel on it that someone actually was like, no, I've actually got an idea for a new yeah. Axel story and not just let's you know try to because I was thinking about I even brought it up to the fact. You know, some of my friends today, I was like, uh, I was like, yeah, if you, in case you didn't know, originally he was supposed to play uh, Winston Zeddemore in Ghostbusters. And that's why when Ernie Hudson took over the role, he kind of shows up later in the movie and he has less to do because they were kind of holding out for Eddie. Yeah. And uh, that, you know, of course, that obviously never materialized. And we were just kind of discussing, well, how have things had been gone differently? I mean, uh, the, um, <sighs> Uh, uh, Beverly Hills Cops movies made more money than the Ghostbusters movies did, but when was the last time anyone's talked about Beverly Hills Cop or rewatched those movies? Like, whereas Ghostbusters is watched multiple times, at least once a year, you know, by a large, you know, group of the population. It's kind of interesting, you know, what could have been or whatever. So, anyway. Something happened in that trailer that I I don't want to spoil for Chris and Ray because you haven't seen the trailer. But something happened in that trailer at the end that mm-hmm. was surprising to me. And I don't know. Maybe I can't really talk about it. Is it the uh, scene when he's in the car and he's talking to the other two people? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I was like, oh. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. I had to watch it a second time and I was like, oh. Okay. I had to look it up on uh, the internet to find mm-hmm. out what was going on with that because I believed. Anyway, never mind. Yeah, we may have to talk about that afterwards. So, I haven't watched Beverly Hills Cop in I don't know how long. So. I don't think I've ever watched it. I don't think I've ever. Okay, it. well then I'll just say because it it's not you're not going to care about this then probably. Okay. Uh, the guys are both back, Judge Reinhold and the other guy, and I thought the dude was dead. I thought he was dead. I don't know why, <laughs> but I thought he had died years ago. And he's still alive, and he's in the movie. And I'm like, what? I I, thought, I was just surprised Judge Reinhold was on there. I was just like, I, yeah. thought he, I thought he basically told Hollywood, up yours, I'm gone. Like I, I had to look this up to find out why wasn't that dude in the third Beverly Hills Cop? Mm-hmm. And it turns out he wanted to be, and they, he was going to be, and then they just couldn't get the scheduling worked out. That was hmm. it. Because I remember when the third Beverly Hills Cop came out, everybody was like, oh, yeah, he died. He didn't die. <laughs> like, he's been alive the whole time. He's like 80 years old. But uh, I'm yeah, like, God crazy. dang it. Why has this guy not been in more movies? I love that dude. I love that they're both 
And Judge Reinhold, too. He told, like you said, he just, uh, I guess, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. We get, who knows? This behind the scenes stuff is so confusing. But and and that scene by itself just it was very well acted. It was very well played too. Like those the the chemistry between those three guys. I was like, wow, these there's some chemistry there. That was fun. I enjoyed watching that little scene in the commercial or in the trailer. I want to see another trailer because I don't really understand what this movie's about. That's my only thing. I don't either. I don't. But I'll be honest with you. I don't really kind of care. I'm just kind of like, all right, cool. I'll <laughs> go with Axel F again. I'm like, sure. Let's let's go for another run. Yeah. Oh. I just want to know what the hell is happening. Like, give me a premise of some kind, you know, because I'm a little confused about that. But I'm sure we'll probably get a second trailer. So, but I mean, that's usually how it is. Usually, the first trailer trailer is is teasing, and the second teaser we get a little story, which is why I've I've kind of come down on. I want two trailers for a movie max, and that's it. Because usually after the second trailer, then they start spoiling stuff. Yeah, I know you don't like. Like that's why I was like, oh, Eugene wants another trailer because usually you're like, I don't want to see anything. No, no I'm more. perfectly fine with two trailers. Two trailers is, okay. is I'm I'm good to go with. Like I said, when you start getting to the third one, you're just like, and then you watch the movie, you're like, that was clearly from like the end of the third act. Like you almost gave away the yeah. final ending of the movie. Oh, like, these Dune trailers are like they're getting crazy with the stuff they're showing in the. Yeah, I still haven't watched the first movie. I I, I waited. I I specifically waited because I was like, I'm not going to watch this movie and wait for a year and a half, two years or whatever. So, wait a minute. But you watched the Star Wars movies and shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> still be waiting for Marvel to end it. Yeah, <laughs> All right, we get we, we got to open this up here because no, can... no, no. All right, uh, Chris, what's the next thing you'd like to talk about? Um, listening. Okay, what have you been listening to? Uh, so I don't have like a whole lot of podcasts that I listen to, just because normally I listen to audiobooks, but I had a dry spell with the audiobook thing. Um, so there's this one podcast that I listen to called um, "We Can Do Hard Things," um, and it's uh, Glennon Doyle, her sister, and her wife Abby Wambach, who is a professional soccer player in america um and they it's it's a self-help i guess um podcast glennon's written uh three books about her life as kind of like memoirs and things she's learned and stuff like that um anyway so this this particular episode it was two episodes and they had an expert on she's a therapist her name is Lindsay c gibson um and she specifically deals with emotional intelligence and so the last two ones were how you can um, identify uh, an emotionally unintelligent person. And then the second Yo, one was no. how, do you, how do you disentangle yourself from somebody who is emotionally unintelligent? And it was like, oh, my God, the holidays are coming up. And they talked a lot about how emotionally unintelligent some parents are and the way you grew up and how that manifests and shows itself as as an adult, and I'm like, oh my God, all my sisters need to listen to these. And everybody should, because everybody has some oh, emotional yes. immaturity, yes. right? Like, there's everybody's got their thing, right? But some people are like, the bar is low. And it's interesting how they, they see the world and how fragile and insecure they are and mm. you know, how they can't handle... Um, they can't handle big emotions. They can't handle emotions with long tails. And that makes them do things that are, aren't so great and stuff. So I've been listening to that and I was just like, oh, 
I mean, I, you know, you know, but then like to hear it and right, yeah. get some, get some uh, kind validation. of support and validation from, from, from that is, is really nice. And yeah. And, and I'm sitting right here. You could just tell me that. I'm <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting nowadays. Like, you know, a lot of people give things like, uh, 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 TikTok and 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 you know reels and and whatever else you know a lot of flack and yeah I would say probably ninety eight percent of it is is you know the equivalent of eating potato chips for video it's just there's just nothing there there's not any substance and then every so often you come across one and, and it vocalizes or, or it puts out there something you're just like damn like that that hits and when you hear podcasts or something like that you know speak something that you know or you understand but hearing it organized and, and put into words sometimes makes a big difference. It, yep. it, yeah. And I've been in therapy pretty consistently for almost four years now. And it's, I've noticed a big change in the way I react now to certain situations and how I deal with things and the way my body reacts and my nervous system and all that stuff. And so I'm when I, yeah, see things, I don't, I don't have TikTok. I'm not cool. Um, but like on reels, some of it, some of it is, it is garbage. Some of it is like, mm, okay, you, you need to sit down. And then other stuff is like, I'm going to save that. And when I'm having a hard day, we're going to yeah. listen to it again. Cause it was really good. And I think, um, people who don't have, who have a hard time with big feelings and vulnerability and all that kind of stuff. Those are the people who need to have a lot of self-reflection and they don't have a whole lot of self-reflection so unfortunately they they're kind of stuck like that mm -hmm. and when you have parents who are like that it's really hard to not want to shake them and smack them around and be like what is the matter with you can't you just punch me in the throat <laughs> just once, please let's just pretend that you are older than me because that would be great okay. yeah gotcha yeah. so it's just stuff like that again little things I think about little things <laughs> look at that yeah. well like before the show um uh before you got on chris i was yeah. um i was talking with logan and i was like yeah i said you know it's something i've kind of always thought but once again and i saw it, i've seen them both here recently on you know a reel or something like that putting out the idea that you know homework is just preparing kids for jobs that insist on you doing work at home and not getting paid yeah and i'm yeah. just like oh shit yeah that's that's exactly what it is and then the other one i brought up was um group projects you know we're, we're told you do group projects in school to help you learn to work with others and work as a team or whatever and i'm like well in actuality once again this is what someone had put on there i was like no in actuality it's to prepare you to work for working with all the idiots you're gonna have to work with in all your future jobs And i'm just like oh, yes that's yeah. it yeah yeah, woman's going through right now with the homework. I think this is the most homework she's ever had. Ever. Yeah. And it's her last year of high school. Now this mm -hmm. is winding down uh the semester, but that's um, she's she's kind of she's up yeah, <laughs> she's feeling it and she's going through it. But it's a tough like she's got a stacked semester, so but she's doing a real good job. But yeah, homework homework is one of those things right. Like, okay, I feel like that's a bit of a a teacher issue in that why aren't they getting it? Like how how have you managed the time for them to get this done? And why isn't why is it something they need to do? Like I like reading though, like if you 
go and read for 15 minutes when you get home or whatever. Those things are great. But like if you but haven't given them, be more than no, that. if you haven't given them enough time in class, what kind of assignments are you giving them? Yeah. Right? And well, yeah. like in the project that the boys just had to do, like they, they had to make a poster or a trifold with yeah. different information and blah, blah, blah. And like Christy and I, you know, we've been in education for 20 years. So we've had this ram down our throats multiple times and just like, are y'all not getting this? Like what? What about those kids that don't have parents like Christy and I that are yep. helping them with their stuff that have access to a printer? Like, so you're basically telling this kid, figure it out, figure out a way to get a poster. Yeah. If you don't have the money, figure out a way that you can write everything up and make it look halfway decent. Like yeah. that yeah. really puts those kids behind the eight ball. It, yeah, it does. And at their school, um, they do have student success days where the kids can go in if they need extra help. And Logan did utilize that um, her last semester of grade 11. She got a little bit behind in, yeah. in math and that was very helpful. But like those days are once a semester and that's it. Yeah. And, you know, it's not not all kids have two parents at home who we don't hover. But like, what are you doing? But we'll show tricks yeah. and, and yeah. ways to make a house uh out of foam, out of foam board. maybe you should have asked earlier about she wanted to do it so, by herself so you could learn some lessons a lot quicker look listen that took all your self-control not to tell her to move away and then you do it yes but i got there yeah no I, I i get it sometimes it's just like just let me do this like it's easier it's brutal watching you but yeah, yeah. over there doing homework. She's writing an essay right now. Good for you, lady. She's ignoring. <laughs> she's not doing it. She's she's. Well, what are you stuff. doing? What what is it? You have like. 18... I'm working on my portfolio. Oh, okay. oh, her portfolio. She actually yes. needs this to be done so she can uh, apply, for apply for college. And I have to show my teacher tomorrow because she set the expectation that the portfolio people should already have a head start on it, but I don't. So there we go. <laughs> She's going to be 18 in a month. <laughs> Adult! Yay. She still has to do this shit. I can kick her out. No, you can't. <laughs> so that's what I've been listening to about emotional immaturity. I feel like everybody needs to know about it. And the criteria and self-reflection uh, is super, super important if you would like to, to change things about yourself. Because it all has a ripple effect. It's the people who piss me off who are like, oh, my God, I'm drowning. Oh, my life. And then they start complaining. It's like, okay, I'm sorry you're going through that. Are you going to be doing anything to help yourself? Or are we just complaining? What are we doing? Because if I, we're just complaining, just complaining, I start to lose empathy so, for you. I'll take it a step further. It's the ones that are like that and wondering why the kids oh, are around you. Or wondering why the kids aren't around. Or wondering why things aren't changing for them. Or wondering why they're still stuck where they are. Like you, you have. What have you done to change anything? <laughs> but it requires a level of self-reflection that I don't think the majority of people actually have. So that's frustrating. No, nope, I totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, Ray, what are you? What are you moving on to next? You've already yeah. done listening to, right? Yeah, I did listening. So I'm going to go thinking about. I've been trying to think about how to get a PlayStation Five for free. <laughs> they've got some good fucking games coming out. So Spider-Man 2 has dropped, which looks amazing. And then you've got Logan coming out, which looks amazing. And then they also have um oh, what's the latest one I just saw? 
I sent it to Joseph, and I was like, "Dude, this is driving me nuts." I have to find it. Okay, I'll look. You keep talking. No, I I have to look it because I sent it to Joseph. Oh, you so, okay? Uh, because yeah, I said, "Dude, it's killing me." Uh, the last Ronin, the last Ronin is coming out on PlayStation, and so I'm like, "That's three amazing games that I want access to." So I, I'm more. I think I'm more frustrated about the the exclusivity of, mm-hmm. of these games like it's the console wars are they drive me insane um because of this shit so well yeah. it's almost getting to the point since the two companies have bought up especially microsoft has bought up so many systems and you know other companies and stuff it's really kind of gotten to the point it's like that's the only difference between the two systems, the exclusives, and they're almost in, in-house now. Like, they're almost all in-house, so it's like you're firmly in the Sony camp because you like these games, or you're yeah. firmly in the Microsoft camp because you like these games. And but I'm a little shocked that Disney, Marvel, is allowing Sony, to, and it must be... I, I, I figured for Spider-Man... Okay, they own Spider-Man. Sony owns Spider-Man, so that's why they have this. But when they talked about Logan and and now the last Ronin, I'm like, how does Marvel not see we're losing money if this isn't like both sides? It's Iris' hey. thoughts. Iris, <laughs> the expert. Uh, <laughs> thoughts about the games. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I just saw the Game Awards uh, last week. Uh, their annual like trophy uh TV show, you know, mm-hmm. and yep. it was interesting. Uh, I heard it just... did well. Oh, I gotta tell you, uh, Hellblade Two looks so good. It looks unbelievably good. Like at least the graphics and, and the yeah. concept. Uh, I, I have a series S thank God. Cause I definitely want to play that. Um, which by the way, uh, series S is pretty good. It's not bad. Um, needs more memory. That's the problem. They got a problem. They have a serious problem at Microsoft with memory. I don't understand these people, but anyway, uh, go on about that. But, uh, as far as PlayStation goes, you know, there, there's, the very, strongly rumored rumor that there's a PlayStation five pro that's about to come out and people are trying to figure out if that's real or not and what the specs would be for something like that. And up to this point, up until last week, I was like, why, why would you possibly need a PS five pro until the trailer for grand theft auto six dropped. And I was like, Oh, okay. I see. Because the graphics, I don't know if you've seen this trailer, but... Uh, it looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah. There's never been anything like that. That's a unbelievable amount of uh, detail. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I can see why you would want more power for something like that. Uh, but, um, you know, I've got a, I've got a PS5, and i got to tell you, uh, I saw a really interesting breakdown. I'm going to go on a tangent for a second. I saw I saw a really interesting breakdown uh, from Digital Foundry, which is a YouTube channel that talks about technical stuff, and they were comparing um, Gran Turismo Seven, 
to the new Forza Motorsport that came out not too long ago. And it was a really interesting breakdown of technology differences and graphic differences and just every kind of assessment of those two games. And uh, really reminded me of why I love what Sony does. Because the exclusivity is their greatest strength. Okay. Uh, Polyfunnel, or however you say the digital, the comp- the the studio that makes uh, Grand, uh, Grand Turismo. They are the best in the business for making video games about cars. Okay. And uh, Turn 10 Studios at Microsoft that makes Forza is like the best on that side of things. And they're very, very good. Okay. But they're not Sony. They're not that good. They're good but they don't quite get some of the stuff that Sony gets the detail, the what's important for like emotional experience and stuff like that. So Nintendo has their thing. Nintendo has like their stuff and they can put out another Mario and they can put out another Metroid and they can put out another, whatever card game or whatever. Right. And you're going to buy it because it's going to be fantastic and they don't even need good hardware to do it because it doesn't really matter it's never mattered for nintendo this is why the exclusives are what you're buying you're not buying sony's hardware is really not even relevant okay microsoft's hardware whatever they've never see microsoft is still under the mistaken belief that it makes a difference for some reason they think it matters but it doesn't really matter what matters is the games and the passion and the and the competence that yep. these individual, you know, Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, what they bring, their flavor, their version. And that's why it matters. And that's why we care about that sort of thing. But it was just an interesting breakdown to see how two games, which are doing the same thing yep. at a high, high, super high level, way above like any of these other car games, you know, how they can still have these very distinct differences. Like you can, you can, when you start breaking it down to the tiny little detail level, like of uh, graphics and sound and, and how this, how they, how they actually construct their environments and their cars and how they behave you really get a feel for what makes that difference. What What is the difference that makes you go, oh, I got to get a PlayStation, you know? And there is a difference, you know? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I don't know what we were talking about. I kind of went up on the team. <laughs> I just, uh, he asked something about Mario. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I just, uh, I so like I love Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite games of all time. Um, I love the Assassin's Creed. I, I like all the games that I like are usually on both sides. I can play on either or. Um, the problem is most of the buddies that I play with online are on the Xbox. So I actually switched from PlayStation to Xbox. And uh, it's not that I regret that by any means, but it's it's like I've got some amazing games on the PlayStation that I love playing because, you know, because it's I, it, like you said, there's some re- really 
great stories and uh yeah so well, if you figure out how to get the playstation 5 for uh five free uh let me know <laughs> i can tell you how to get one for free so what you have to do is there's i'll tell you what you have to do um bolt cutters <laughs> i thought I, I thought for sure you were gonna say uh watch the ups guy and then you and a bunch of people bum rush him apparently that's a thing that's happening well you don't have to do with you if you try that with ups you won't actually get a ps5 because ups won't actually put the damn thing on their truck they just get the note ready because they're not going to deliver it they're going to make you go get it ups sucks ass i can't stand ups <laughs> Yeah, well, then watch that, for the Amazon truck. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's the next thing you want to talk about? Uh, what, what are we talking about? Uh, uh, so, what you're watching, you've already covered what, you, what you've been listening to, thinking about, or working on. Oh, well, I, okay. I guess I could talk about what I was working on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I finished my fourth issue of my magazine. Yay. Um, so, the Nintendo version or the Nintendo yeah. episode. Okay. Yeah. And that took a long, that took, Two months, I it could have been done two months ago is what I'm trying to say. The reason that it wasn't done is because I wringed my hands about whether or not I was even going to do it because there had been this big controversy and discussion about Nintendo possibly like down the road causing me some problems mm -hmm. because of whatever, because it's Nintendo. And the more and more I talked to people and the more I thought about things, I got really frustrated and I got really down on the whole idea because I was like, you know what? I, I just feel like uh, what I want to do isn't going to work and I, I can't figure out a way to do this and it makes sense. And it, is Nintendo going to give me a cease and desist? Are they going to like, uh, is the publisher going to tell me they can't even publish this? I mean, what what's going to happen? Okay. And so I got to where I just didn't want to work on it. I just didn't want nothing to do with it. I just put it kind of put it on a shelf and just didn't want to look at it. And I'd done an enormous amount of work on that issue. And it was just, it was pretty frustrating. Um, but uh, at a certain point I was like, you know what? I don't even care anymore. Like I'm just going to do this magazine. And if Nintendo comes after me, then they're just going to come after me. And I'm not making any money on this anyway. So I'm just going to do it. And because, you know, I talked to more and more people and, and people are like, you know, what's the, you, they probably won't care, you know? I mean, because I had, I have Nintendo stuff in my other issues. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. And I'm not even going to hold back. I'm just going to do it, what I was going to do, and just be, and just finish this. I'm going to finish this. I was trying to do four issues in a year and I wanted to do four issues. So I wanted to finish it before the year was over. And I did, and I finished it. I put it out there and it's done. So awesome. it was a huge, it was a huge, like, like relief to just get yeah. it out, get it done, finish it, move on. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't track if anybody's even buying it or <laughs> I'm not promoting it. I haven't done. I had literally, like have barely even touched my YouTube channel in the past month. Like I, I just, I just am like exhausted from everything yeah. that's gone on. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, you know, I had all these plans about what I was going to do as soon as I finished the magazine. And I'm like, 
I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just taking a break and just thinking about it. And, you know, I don't know. There, I, I got to say, like the whole community, if you want to call it a community around video games on the internet, is uh, really weird. It's really gotten like, uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's not about video games. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, it's it's not good, you know. And I've had I, I you know, I'm not going to go into all this stuff, but uh it's uh it it really does beat you down cuz you feel like what am I doing? Like what what who is paying attention to this and what are they looking for? And am I we're not even on the same page. Like I'm not on you know, I talk to my friends who have YouTube channels and stuff. And there's so much like, like, I I feel like we're just lost at sea, you know, like everyone's uh, like just in a fog Mm -hmm. and we don't know what we're doing anymore. It's a very strange situation. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of YouTubers I follow and there's just something, something is going on and a lot of them are. shaking things up, changing things, either pulling back or having to cut back or, and I don't know if maybe it's just the economy is affecting a lot of people just like, yeah, I used to be able to put a lot of time and effort into this. And now I'm either burned out or I, I just flat out don't have the time to, to do this. And, and there's so much, uh, like beyond anything that's ever existed before. There's so much, uh, like cannibalization where people are going after each other and trying to ruin each other. And the public is like bloodthirsty for a controversy of some kind. And they're trying to figure out how to ruin everything that they love. (laughs) So it's, 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 uh, it's hard to be motivated to participate in that. Yeah. Yep. I was re- listening to what uh, Chris was talking about when she was talking about the emotional stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, I need some therapy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's good. I, they, I think we all do. I oh, think I would agree. Do. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody yeah. does, especially after the last few years that we've experienced, everybody collectively needs some kind of. Yeah. Therapy, whatever it is, because shit happened. We got to, yeah. you, you got to talk about. You can't repress that stuff because if you repress it, your body will say "fuck you." Well, I let me just say this: anytime that y'all want to talk to me about anything, you mm-hmm. know how to reach me. You can send me voice messages on the messenger thing. I will listen to you and I will try to be helpful because I love y'all and. We all need to help each other if we can. So. Yeah, absolutely. Same, same, same to you. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Unless I'm working on something, I'll be like, no, I can talk right now. <laughs> no, <laughs> send someone, me your... So unless someone walks in my office, I'm just like, oh. No. Eugene, send me your stuff. Don't listen. I'm not saying listen to me. Tell me how you're doing. That's yeah. why That's why I do these shows. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> though, sometimes that's why I do these shows. I understand. <laughs> you know what i and that's that's what i'm honestly i gotta tell you eugene that's what i miss from the experience that i used to have on youtube 
mm-hmm. is being able to talk to people like that because now I can't really open up yeah. on my channel. You know? Yeah, I know. I can't it do sucks. that. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you were definitely put through the ringer on that. So, yeah, that was bullshit. We don't need to. We won't drag it back. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So let me move on to. Um, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll move on real quick to what I'm listening to. So um, I've gone back and, and started re listening to a few things, but I, I did finish um, Patrick Stewart's uh, biography, Making okay. It So. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, number one, just because the man reads it himself. Um, it's interesting to hear someone that, you know, we all, I would, I don't think I'm overstepping here, that we all hear, you know, greatly appreciate and think he's like one of the greatest fucking actors of all time because he's fucking Patrick Stewart and, and, you know, Professor X. And, you know, on top of that is a, a, you know, accomplished Shakespearean actor. Like the man knows acting and to hear him say, oh no, I, I have, I have, uh, um, oh, what is the term? Um, where you don't think you're, you, you're afraid. Yeah. Imposter syndrome. Yes. To hear the man (laughs) say in his own words, Oh no, I have this thing that I've recently learned is called imposter syndrome. And he's like, I still halfway expect people to come in and just be like, what are you doing here? (laughs) Like someone's got to go up on stage and tell Patrick Stewart, what are you doing here? You don't belong here. (laughs) Go get out. Um, but yeah, he he actually went through something like that though. Like, Oh yeah. You remember when they hired him for the next generation? They thought he was somebody else. Oh yeah, like he yeah, he goes through all that stuff. And so that's one of the things I want to talk about on, on in the book. Um mm-hmm. if you really love Shakespeare, if you really love theatrical acting, you're going to adore this book. If you're here just to hear stories about Star Trek or X-Men, um you're going to get a couple chapters and that's about it, which was fine. I mean, I, I wanted to listen to what I wanted to listen to the man's story told by the man. So I enjoyed all of it, but um, yeah, like that, that was interesting. Uh, not, I don't want to give too much away or anything, but uh, I didn't realize he had definitely had some issues with his marital situations, plural. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he, you know, he, he does talk about that and he talks about, uh, it's interesting also to hear him, uh, you know, just like I didn't realize that him and Ian McKellen weren't like lifelong friends. Like everyone just kind of assumed they were lifelong friends, and apparently, no, they they met later in life, but became it was like, you know, it was X Men. I think that they, yeah, it was X Men. Is when they like, he knew him previously. In fact, he yeah. even tells the story. Ian McKellen told him, "Don't do the Star Trek thing. This this is not a good choice for you. This is not going to work out for you well for you." And he's like, "I still throw it in his face from time to time." <laughs> I would too. <laughs> but uh I was gonna be horrible on yeah and then uh and then of course he he likes to bring up the fact that anytime he uh uh like if he starts to get too serious or whatever uh you know uh the the star trek group will just bust his balls on it just like oh, yeah. so because apparently he's just he is just one of the guys when it's not like he's not like a father figure or anything like that he's just he's just no that's pat we hang out with pat and we make fun of him from time to time <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, but no, if you, if, it, if you, if you like, uh, Patrick Stewart and you're interested to find out about his story and, and hear it told in his own words, um, definitely, definitely listen to the book. I also went back recently. I could have put this into, you know, what we're watching. I've also gone back through and rewatched, um, 
a bunch of uh, tabletop with Will Wheaton. Mm-hmm. And as much as I love that show, I would love for them to do another season of it. I don't think it's in the cards, but if they did now that he's kind of reconnected with his, his TNG family, I would love it for them to do a season where they had some of the members on there to play a game. And Patrick Stewart literally in the first, you know, chapter of this book talks about how he still has his original monopoly game from when he was a child. Cause he was so poor. He had barely anything. And that's one of the few things he had. And I was just like, how fucking awesome. Now granted, I don't like monopoly. I do not like the game. I think it's a horrible game, but how fucking awesome would it be to see Will Wheaton's tabletop where Patrick Stewart is playing monopoly. I would watch the hell out of that. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, I, that's one of the things I just recently listened to. And I think that's actually our March book, if I remember correctly. So yeah, we'll definitely go into it in depth in the uh, coming months on uh, Marshalling Geeky. So we are over an hour. So let's go ahead and just, uh, we've got two, well, instead of going through two more things, we'll just go one more round. So pick one of the last two things to talk about. Uh, so like, for example, I've talked about what I'm watching, what I'm listening to. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you doing? Phone, quit doing that. Um, and so just think about one of the other twos, whether it be thinking, doing, listening to whatever. Uh, and we'll just, we'll, we'll go one more round and then we'll, we'll call it from the night. Yeah. So okay. uh, Chris, what, what, what was the last thing you'd like to talk about? Um, thinking. All right. What are you thinking about? I do a lot of thinking. Um, so I've been, as you know, writing again. Divorce. No. Oh, (laughs) that's what happens if we get divorced. You get half everything. I have everything. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, uh, so I've been thinking about writing, just and and more specifically the publishing industry and how it's really changed since I first started writing. Um. And it's starting to just a lot of this from what I've seen, because I read a lot of fantasy books and I follow some people who are fantasy bookstagrammers, whatever, um, that it's starting books, publishing books is starting to turn into a fast fashion where publishing houses, the big publishing houses are just trying to crank out these books to keep up with with how fast paced fashion is, how trends Mm -hmm. And the biggest example of that, the most recent one, was there's there's this um, author, her name's Rebecca Yaros, and she, she's been around for a really long time. She's got a pretty good catalog, um, but her newest book is called um, Fourth Wing. It's about dragons. Uh, really blew up on book talk, like a lot, and it just spread like wildfire. And this, she, she was contracted to do this series, but they pushed the release date of the second book to five months past the release date of her first one. Yeah. Five months. Usually it's like a year minimum, a yeah. year, five, five, six months. Um, and they came out, it's called, I haven't read these yet. Cause I'm actually scared to read them. Cause I'm like, I'm going to hate them. I know it. I can feel it in my body and I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, and so people were getting these copies of this book and there were errors, there were pages. Mm-hmm. Um, oh wow special editions that they had ordered and spent money on and then the writing itself looked like nobody had edited it Mm. it really basic um spelling errors grammatical errors all this kind of stuff and they're like what the fans were like what the fuck is this like why push it and and the next one isn't going to be released until a year but it's like why push a book like they take so long to write yeah 
it, there's so much that goes into it. And then if you're traditionally published, there's like checks and balances that you have to go through. So I've met um, one author recently who was self-published. And then the other one, I haven't read her book yet, but she's traditionally published. Yeah. And I read the self-published one and it wasn't my cup of tea, um, but like kudos to her for doing all of that work. It looks really like visually, it looks great. Yeah. It could, it looks like it could be um, done by a traditional publisher. Um, but it goes back to the whole thing of like self-publishing, tr- traditional publishing. And then now you have AI in the mix too. Oh they- my God. Yeah. So now I'm thinking, I'm like, do I yeah. want to go into this cesspool of shit that I just don't want to deal with and just self-publish it or not at all. Like, I don't know. It's all just a lot. And it's making me think, okay, I'm writing and I'm liking it. It drives me crazy, but I like it. Um, But what do I want it to be at the end? Because this all just sounds like it's getting really complicated. And I'm worried that if I do get lucky enough to get traditionally published, my work will be stolen by AI. And then I've got nothing and then like i have no say over it and they get to it gets to do whatever it wants with it and so yeah but it's definitely and there's big trends of like in fantasy it's all about um porn like if your fantasy novel doesn't have the goods then mm-hmm. we're gonna like crap all over it and it's like well not like wow. sometimes it just doesn't need that we don't need to know um i don't want to know fade to black fade to black please exactly yeah or like not have it at all. That's not the point of the story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, these really weird trends. And, and the one that's here was the fast fashion one. It made the most sense of these publishers just pumping out these books, regardless if they're good or not. Mm-hmm. The amount of book talkers and bookstagrammers that are out there who want to read it, who will read it and put out reviews. But they even warned you an elf not to do that. Like, yeah, I know, right? Well, yeah, like it's right there, right? <laughs> But all of the the publishers are like, don't fucking do that. <laughs> and so, yeah, I've even I've heard uh, authors on different podcasts I listen to, and most of them have said that they're like, yeah, if if you're trying to go the more traditional route, like you better at least have books two and three planned out. Yeah. Because if you're not selling them a series, they're yeah. not even going to take the oh. damn meeting. Yeah, and it's scary because a lot of that you. You know, like you never go with your first idea that you have. It, it winds up turning into something else. But if like I was contractually obligated to write three books for this one series, I'm like, oh, one of them's going to be shit. One of them's going to be crap. And so, yeah, that's the other thing. Like they used to contract. They'd be like, OK, yeah, we'll buy your first book. And then if you got a contract, it was like yes. we want two or three more books, period. Yeah. Just books. And now it's yeah. no, they need to be books in this series. Yeah. Yes. And so it's. It's How many a, series can you give us? Yeah, it's intimidating. Yeah. It's very intimidating as somebody who, like, you know, I, right now it's a hobby, but um, I've been told that I... I want to be a kept man. So... <laughs> now you sound like Christy. <laughs> he has can, I, can I ask you some questions, Chris? About, yes. I wasn't aware you were writing like this. Uh, how, how, uh, how long are you thinking this book is going to end up being, like, roughly? Like word count or page? Uh, pay, like page count. I would like it to be around 300 pages. I feel like that's a good, like between three and 400, I feel like is a, that's a good substantial. That's a not intimidating read, but it's, it's right. good. Yeah. Okay. okay. How, like how far into that are you, do you think? Um, 
I'm not. No, I'm at forty-four pages. Like, oh, that's a that's a lot though. Forty. Yeah. Pages. That's good. Yeah, I've been working on it well, for yeah, a couple that, months. That's forty. That's single pages. Sing, yeah. Yeah, that's not. That's what the when you say print preview, that's how many. Yeah. I I, just, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's great. Like, what yeah. kind of like is this is like a what kind of if you were to categorize your your genre, what are you what are you doing? I would put oh, it porn. in. <laughs> there's no else in this one. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> I can't write that, by the way. I can read it, but I cannot write it. I start giggling and blushing. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I've tried. And I'm like, yeah. I would love. I would love to be oh. in the room to hear you just over there, like giggling while you're just trying I to type and be like, "What are you watching?" You're like, "No, no, I'm typing." <laughs> I'm trying to get this out of here and it's too much. I can't, I don't have the word. Um, All I can picture is, uh, is it um, New Girl? She can't say penis. penis. She said penis. everything else is penis. penis. I'm like, yeah. me, can't. Uh, everything sounds icky. Um, I would describe it as it's. Um, Fantasy romance. Well, yeah. Without... It's a, it, it would be a new adult, um, yeah. like a, a romanticy. Oh. Yeah, I love romance. That's like my favorite genre to read. So, and I like writing about romance. So, um, that and it's a it's there's fantasy in it. It's about um, and see, and now I've switched the main characters because I went and made like a really great opening paragraph, and I'm like, fuck. Well, <laughs> that changes things. So I'm I'm in the middle of like restructuring it and trying to figure out. Well, that's and, good. That's yeah. really good. That you're actually caring about the uh flow the the uh, what do oh. they call it organic flow of the story that's that's good that's really good yeah cool yeah <laughs> yeah i it's it's this uh, it's a lot because i was writing something else and then realized i'm like this story sucks like i don't i don't know this <laughs> do this something's wrong with this and i don't know what it is yet so i have to mm. start something else and so it's this one yeah, and I'm doing oh, a multiple yeah. point of view, and yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Can't we read it? Uh, no, I, absolutely. I, yeah. I still read it, but like, what do I do after that? So. No, fair enough. Then that would be something we, yeah. you know, you could discuss with us or whatever if you yeah. wanted to. So. Well, it's yeah. So that's what I'm thinking about. It's intimidating. It's it's trying to figure out what would be what would work for me. As a creative person, what I could tolerate and handle, because there's no way I could write a book in five months and feel like it was. Really oh, I, <laughs> when you when you said that earlier, I was like, a book in five months. Yeah. I was like, uh, no. Maybe if no. I'm doing absolutely nothing else to including well, eating and bathing, okay, but no, no. Unless you're Stephen King, you're not writing a good book. In okay, but yeah, Stephen King's also got it down to a point. That, but yeah, even he that. says sometimes he's just like, nope, sometimes I wake up and just like, nope, I'm just going to type and keep typing because nothing's coming out of my brain. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you stare at it and you're like. I don't know how much, like one of the best, well, I won't talk too much about this, but I'll just say one of the best things as an author that you can do mm -hmm. is just sit back and think about your story and not write because I don't know how many times like you'll be like light bulb. Oh, if I do this, then that makes this so much better or that adds this whole other thing. And mm -hmm. so yeah. 
it's it's the part that of the story brain that I love is Chris and I'll talk about it. Yeah. And then my brain, because it's fun and it comes with up with like I'm the ideas guy. Mm-hmm. That's that's my so I'll just throw things and then all of a sudden something will click. Oh yeah. And then she's off and oh okay. that's amazing. Oh. That's really good. Oh. We did that the other day where he was throwing stuff at me for like five minutes and I was just looking at him like I'm like, none of this, none of this. And he's like, Are you okay? I'm like, nothing you're saying is sticking. And then he said something. I'm like, that's it. Nice. (laughs) Hell yeah. That's great. That's fun. I like doing that part. But yeah, it's just thinking about what, if anything. I want to do with it and how I go about because it was the same kind of trouble I had all those years ago when I first met you two. Um, what I was going to do was I was I going to self-publish or was I going to mm. go the traditional route? Because the self-publishing, yeah, it sounds easier, but you're doing all of the legwork and that's harder. But yeah. then initially with traditional pumping, it's a lot of your own work. But then once I've been, try, I've been trying to talk her into doing because she's got a great voice. I've said you should do your audiobook and just release. You know a chapter as audiobook once in a while, but yeah. no, I don't like the sound. No, I couldn't, I don't like the sound of my voice, so especially no. if it had a scene in there, especially though. if it had a scene, <laughs> serious. and then the elves began their dance. All of a sudden, it just switches to Ray's voice. It's like, yeah. what? No, she couldn't read it, he had to read it for her. Yes. There's a book out there, it's about a minotaur milking farm. Oh my goodness. People write that. And there's a whole story. Uh, there's a book about a woman who has a relationship with a pillow and one who has a relationship yes, with a door. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's some fucked up shit. So I, I'm like, no, this is an audience <laughs> for my stuff. I just don't know what I can do with it. <laughs> That's <right>. awesome. <laughs> wow. Yep. Well, Ray, what, what, would, what would you like to talk about to uh, in, in, okay. in the night with? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with what I was watching, what I've been watching, and I said this on, I think I did send it to you, Eugene um, NES Complex on YouTube uh, does these deep dives into like original NES games uh, he called them like declassified Oh uh, yeah, I, I, I watched them all, yeah, I know what you're, I know who you're talking about, yeah, yeah and, and I really enjoyed the deep dive I really enjoyed uh, the story of the 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 game, uh, you know, the different ideas of, of the the sounds, um, the I just yeah, I really liked the the deep dive. Uh, the Mike Tyson one was a lot of fun to listen to. I'm going to watch it obviously, um, and then uh, I I love Legends of Zelda, so that was a, a good one to listen to or watch again. And so yeah, it's just if you get a chance, NES Complex. Um, I don't know if you know them, Cyrus, but <laughs> I've probably um, seen the channel. I just, it, I'm not, I'm kind of drawing a blank on it. Yeah. So they, he does, if you look for like NESD classify, uh, some of the videos will pop up and it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's, it's a good deep dive. He does he's, a, got, he's got a good sense of humor in him too. So yeah. And it, but like a lot of information, which is great. So yeah. Yeah. Highly recommend it. Yeah. You posted about it and I was like, Oh, I'll watch this one. I'll watch this. You know, I don't I think I've ever went. seen this channel. I just subscribed to it, so I don't know. Okay. They're, they're good. They're, you'll enjoy them. They're fun. So cool. cool. Uh, what would you like to end it with, uh, Cyrus? I don't know. I don't really have anything. 
Whatever you want. Uh, tell us about something you've been thinking about. Uh, <laughs> what, have, what have I been thinking about? Um, I've been thinking about what I'm going to do. Where, what I'm going to do. Like, am I going to write my books? Am I going to wait on that? Am I going to work on my channel and really try to put like some effort into my channel? Am I going to just hang back and just play it loose and fast? You know, <laughs> I've been trying to think about like, what, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? And what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm in an interesting place. Okay. I've gotten, I've accomplished some things that I wanted to accomplish. Um, I've, I have sold a lot of things, but I have bought just enough stuff that I feel really happy with the things I have as far as my hobbies go. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I'm, I don't know, man. I'm in an interesting little, uh, transitional phase where I'm trying to figure out exactly where to put myself and I'm not necessarily pushing to, to try to resolve that. I'm just sort of observing and hanging loose and trying to keep my ears and eyes open and think about what is important to me, you know, and where I want to go. So I guess I'm having, I don't, I, I'm not, and I, it's not a problem. I'm not trying to solve a problem. I'm just, I'm just in a, a, this is different from what I'm used to. Usually I'm pushing myself to try to do something. And now I'm like, not i feel like i feel fair i feel really free you know mm-hmm. i feel free to be like yeah we'll see you know i don't know we'll see you know i'm not trying to make anybody happy but i'm also i don't feel like i've got anything to prove i'm just chilling that's awesome that's a good place to be in wow that's okay. amazing i'm pretty happy you know that's yeah great. Nice. I'm kind of in a similar situation. I I I told myself a month or so ago, whenever I finished uh, uh, Nick's you know uh, clone armor, I was like, no more big projects. I'm not doing any big projects for at least a, um, at least a month or so. And I've I found myself getting interested again in trying to do not necessarily a big project, but a couple of little things. But I get what you're saying. It's like, do I really want to go down this path, or do I want to just just keep chilling. Like, like I said, I've really enjoyed just sitting on the couch and watching TV with Christy in the evenings instead of being like, all right, well, tonight I need to get this next step done. I need to get this done so I can you get know, this finished. And it's you know just, what? It's nice. I, I got to interject for just a second because you said something that really spoke to me. I was thinking about in the context of video games, I was mm-hmm. thinking of, oh man, you know how we talk about like we have a backlog of stuff and oh, I'll never get to all that stuff. I started to think, I need to get to that stuff. And because we're getting older Uh and you know, your eyes are going to get worse. Your hands are going to get worse. Your coordination is going to get worse. Everything's going to get worse. I want to experience good stuff in my life. Okay. I want to have good experience, you know? And what you were talking about a second ago was what spoke to me when you were talking about just chilling and hanging out and watching stuff with Christy and the kids, because in the end, what we really want to do 
is have a good life with good experiences. And that's the, the goal, right? Making the most stuff, pushing yourself to get this accomplished. That's, that's good. But what's really the focus I think is to make sure that you're having those good experiences and sharing them with the people that are important to you. Yep. You know? And I so, agree. yep. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I'm sorry. I just wanted to throw No, no, no. I, I, I'm glad you said something. So <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I just want to interject. Like I said, I, I, you, the whole time, the whole time you were talking, I was like, Oh no, I, I get this vibe right now. I get right. kind of wanting to do something, kind of wanting to maybe start on something, but also being like, no, I'm kind of just enjoying this hanging out just doing yeah. whatever yeah so. i think having my daughter with me right now has really like altered my focus and drive and thought process about a lot of stuff it's really you know i really want to try to i mean everything i do now if if she walks in the room everything stops and i i'm focused on her that's and, awesome. Yeah. Yes. And it has made me, you know, very, very happy. I'm, a, I, I'm, you know, I don't want to get too sappy or whatever, but uh, this is, you know, my favorite uh, role in my life is a father. And being able to be a father has really given me a sense of satisfaction completion nice very awesome um i'll wrap up real quick the last two things i had were either the thing i'm thinking about or the thing that i'm doing i'm just going to go with thinking about because it's kind of more topical um i'm thinking about money i'm thinking about a budget (laughs) oh because i'm building a new house and so we'll start there's two different sides of this so on the forward motion situation uh not only do we have a slab christy went by today and took a picture we have they've started framing like i'll send the picture to y'all but they've already started the framing so this weekend it's supposed to rain most of the day tomorrow um but uh yeah so we may actually get to go and kind of see roughly the size of the rooms and stuff like that tomorrow you know you know you know how it does when you walk through a house that just has the, yep. the frames up you know it's yep. but it's, uh, yeah we we may get to do that on this weekend would be kind of fun um but and and supposedly we've been told our move-in date may be moved back closer to the end of march instead mm-hmm. of beginning of march which is fine whatever uh on the opposite side of the the token um we're getting a lot of views the house our current house is getting a lot of views uh, it's getting a lot of hearts, a lot of saves on Zillow. We've only actually shown it once. Uh, we're supposed to show it twice yesterday. One of them fell through, and the other one fell through literally at the last minute because the guy didn't bother reading the full the full listing and realized that oh, there are cats in the house. I don't I don't even want to see it. I, the house is going to be clean before you move in. What are you What are you saying? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah. So I'm I'm. As much as I want this to go ahead and sell and be done, I really do just because, yes, it would kind of suck if we had to move into like with my mom or whatever and put everything in storage and have to basically take, you know, a sidestep before we can move into the new house. I'd much rather just go from here to there. Um, Yeah, I really just would like to know what I'm going to sell this house for so I can 
start budgeting because like you know there are some things we're gonna have to purchase like there's gonna be some hardcore things that we have to purchase regardless but in the back of my brain and i don't even know if i specifically told christy this i just want to move into this new house and be like cool i have the shop so i'll i'll put my circular saw over there on the floor and i'll put this over there on the floor because i can't even afford to build shelves to put it on or something and it's not like i expect to be able to walk in just immediately renovate the whole shop and get it up and running but i would i would at least like to be able to be like right i'm gonna buy a nice table to put this on (laughs) or something uh so yeah i'm just and then of course with the holidays you know we did cut back this year but it's you know inflation is is curve it's it's leveling off but it's still so friggin' high and I'm just, I'm trying to make sure we stay on budget and that we're going to have money for all this situation. And I just, I hate this. I hate this shit. I just, I, I, it was nicer when I could spend more of my money and not have to worry about, well, my new mortgage is going to be this and how we got to do this. And yeah. So I'm having to go back into extreme adult mode and I'm not caring for it right now. (laughs) Yeah. So much more fun being a kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it was nicer when it was like, okay, well, here's my current you know, uh, here's my current, uh, mortgage. My, my new mortgage is going to be a lot higher. So, okay, well, we're going to set that amount of money back so we can make sure we can live on that amount of money. And it would be nice to just go, you know what? Screw it. I don't really don't want to cook tonight. Let's go eat. (laughs) So, but you know, we're, we're being good. We're cooking and, you know, we're buying groceries and cooking in the house. And, you know, I'm doing a lot of looking on Amazon for little things I'd like for a project and be like, you know, I'll just, let me sell a couple more things on Etsy and then I'll buy it. I won't just go ahead and hit the trigger right now and mm-hmm. that type of stuff. So, yeah, it is what it is. Fair. But, yeah, so hopefully when all this crap is done and we can move on to happier things and we can talk about how I'm going to plan out my shop because I'm looking forward to that. So, <laughs> but anyway, so that's 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 what I've been thinking about. Not, you know, nothing really earth shattering important or just it sucks (laughs) so yeah well that is our show for the month ladies and gentlemen if you would please give us a five-star rating on itunes google wherever it is you watch or listen to the show you can find us on youtube at epically geeky where you can find the rest of our shows including our website epicallygeeky.com we also have the epically geeky show marginally geeky show and uh I think Jen's actually supposed to be getting me a new episode of the Sustainably Geeky Show. She didn't get a chance to edit it, so I might get to do that too. Yay. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can find us on the social medias at Epically Geeky on Facebook and Instagram. I'm not dealing with the other ones. Screw them. <laughs> so I'm done with X, Twitter, whatever it is. Uh, where can we find you online, Chris? On Instagram at Moody Midlife. Right? The Reluctant Yeti on Instagram. So where can we find your stuff online? Super Mega Graphics 64 on YouTube. And that's pretty much it. And as always, you can find my individual wacky adventure online at Optimachine on Facebook and Instagram for everyone on the site. Have a good night. of the Epically Geeky Network. 